This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning into I Work For Him this afternoon as you hear us all across Tampa Bay and all across the first coast of Jacksonville, St. Augustine and Folkestone, Georgia, and at iHeartRadio around the globe. As you listen to us today, just know that we have prayed for you ahead of time that something we say today would cause you to dig deeper into your faith, into connecting what God has you doing each and every day in your nine to five with what you heard on Sunday, understanding the applications and just understanding that the power Power of God is available to you wherever you work. Connect with us online. That's right. IWorkForHim.com is our website, Jim, and people can check us out there and find all the links to all of our social media. And we try to have fun out there and put some videos every once in a while. We don't want to blow up your Facebook or anything like that. But at the same time, um, people like to stay in touch with us because we have been traveling a lot. God's have had us all over the country. And um, apparently people follow where we're going and that's kind of fun it is fun it is fun so check us out online i work for him.com that's i work the number four him.com or give us a call on our listener line 866-713-9675 866-713-WORK we'd love to hear from you get some suggestions from you or some feedback or maybe some words of affirmation because that's our top love language words of affirmation all right this show is brought to you through a kingdom and collaboration between the world changer network and i work for him radio we like to call this collaboration the i work for him world changer radio network james and anna kramer the founders of the world changer network online at worldchangernetwork.com they feel led to introduce god to the world through the only hang on let me just say that again they feel led by god to introduce the world to the only one capable of bringing real change and that change is through jesus christ James and Anna have arranged for us to interview some amazing people from around the globe, and today is no different. Michelle Seidler is with us today. She's a prophetic coach. She's a prophetic advisor, and prophetic. she does prophetic equipping, and she's a speaker, and you're all figuring out, what in the world does that have to do with work? Boy, I can't wait for you to find out. Stay tuned. Hold on. This is going to be an out-of-the-box conversation for many of you, and maybe even for us. Michelle Seidler, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you. All right, so we always ask this question of everybody that ever comes on I Work For Him because we want to know, everybody loves hearing faith stories. How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Oh, wow. Well, um, 
That's a crazy story. Okay. You really want to hear that oh, story? I, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee it's no crazier than some of the other ones we've heard. We'd love to hear. Uh, well, but it's your story, so yes. right. yeah. <laughs> so um, no one ever told me about Jesus. No one prayed for me. Uh, no one introduced me to him. He actually showed up one day, and um, I knew it was him. It's a really long story, but... We've got time. Um, We're on the radio. I, I, I grew up as a really um, a gifted child. So I would see things. I would know things. Mm. Saw angels, saw demons. My mom was a psychiatrist. So if you can imagine what my life looked like. She was not a believer. I didn't grow up in a house of believers. Mm-hmm. And so I spent um, most of my preteen years in and out of mental institutions. Hmm medicated, um, thought I was crazy. And, um, they thought you were crazy or you thought you were crazy. Both. Okay. You know, when you're a child, you think everyone's like you, right? You don't, but the message I was hearing was there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're different. Mm -hmm. So, um, medicated. And, um, when I was 16, I actually was in an unlocked facility. So they had me in different facilities, medicated. And um, I ran away from one of them. And middle of the night, this is actually Winter Park, Florida. And back then we had pay phones. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it was the middle of the night. My ankle had swelled and I couldn't walk anymore. And I sat down on a bench and I looked up and saw this billboard said, run away, need help, call 1-800, you know, whatever. And I thought, well, what am I going to do? I can't walk anymore. And I called the number at a payphone. Wow. Called the payphone, called the number on the payphone, and this white van came and got me in the middle of the night. I know. (laughs) People always go, you got into a van in the middle of the night? I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. fearless, really. (laughs) And they came and picked me up. Now, I I don't know if you guys have heard of Sarah Trollinger. She's the founder of House of Hope. Hmm. They're now all over the country, but they started in Orlando. And um, at the time, she had one house with uh, a few girls in there, but the white van took me to that house. And I sat across this table from her, and I'll never forget looking over and seeing a picture of her and Ronald Reagan, you know. And um, she she told me about Jesus. And it was real for me. Um, I don't know when I say it was real for me, like I really felt his presence, but I didn't understand, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I was weeping and she led me into a prayer and uh, called my mom and my mom came and picked me up. She said to my mom, you know, there's nothing wrong with your daughter. She's, she's gifted. She's, you know, and, and it really impacted my mom. But she couldn't, Sarah couldn't keep me there at the house. They were at capacity. And my mom took me. And um, took me home and never put me back in another facility. But what she did do was take me to uh, somewhere else that would be known more in the, in the new age realm of things. Okay. And introduced me to that world. And I thought, oh my gosh, these are my people. Hmm. These, I'm not crazy. These are my people. Like there are other people like me. And, um, and so I spent many years there growing up in that environment, not still, even though I had that moment of giving my life to Jesus, it seems like right after that, 
my my world really kind of I went into a darker realm. Okay. And I had no one discipling me. I didn't know what any of that meant. And I actually forgot about it. And fast forward maybe five years, um, I was actually pretty well known in the Orlando area in the New Age community. I, at the young age that I was, early 20s, 2021, um, I was teaching classes. I was helping people learn how to see and uh, doing conferences, the whole thing. Hmm. And um, I was at an event. I'm going through this story pretty quickly. I was at an event, um, had just finished speaking, and this man approached me, and he said, you know, really charismatic man, um, said, you know, you're really gifted. I want to invite you to this private meeting that we have. And, um, I was always looking, I was always searching, Mm -hmm. always wanted truth. I always loved truth. I was always looking for truth. And that realm is just a dark pit. I mean, there's never, you don't find truth there. Mm -hmm. So when he presented something to me that was like mystery, (laughs) I was all in. And, um, it's a small group. He said, so, uh, I go to this group and they're actually teaching Kabbalah, which is Jewish mysticism. Mm. So I attended a few of these meetings and I just felt in my, in my spirit, something's wrong. Like something's off. And I heard a voice one day say, ask him about Jesus. Mm. That voice I now know is Holy Spirit. And I knew the voice Holy Spirit was saying, if he says anything bad about Jesus, he's bad. Like that was my theology. That was all I knew. (laughs) If they say anything bad about Jesus, they're bad. I'm like, okay, you know? So I go to the meeting and I said, well, what about Jesus? Because they're teaching us out of the Bible. But Kabbalah is all Jewish mysticism. It's all old. So it's all Old Testament stuff Mm -hmm. that we were in. Mm -hmm. I said, what about Jesus? He said, Jesus never existed. These are just, I said, well, what about this New Testament? He said, these are just stories for us to live by. And and um, I stood up, my, my mouth is my gift. Back then I had, I have a bit more of a filter now, we'll just put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I stood up and I said, you're a liar. And I said to everyone in there, don't listen to anything he's saying, he's lying to you. And I walked out and got incredibly sick before I got home. And um, if I ever thought there was a moment I was crazy, that was it. Really? I locked myself in my closet for days thinking I was losing my mind. There was a war going on. And when we come back, we're going to hear more about that war and the conclusion of where you finally gave your entire life to Christ. We're talking with Michelle Seidler today. You can check her out online, Michelle with two L's, Seidler, S-E-I-D-L-E-R.com, MichelleSeidler.com. Courtesy of the World Changer Network, James and Anna Kramer are great partners in uh, the kingdom here, WorldChangerNetwork.com. Michelle, right before the break, you were in a closet thinking you were crazy. Uh, you had heard Holy Spirit say to you, if he says anything bad about Jesus, get out of there. And you did. You're in your closet. We'll take us, take, pick it up from there. Yeah. Um, thinking if I ever thought there was a time I was crazy, that was it. Um, so your mind had been filled with new age stuff. You've been introduced to Jesus. Now you, and you've been introduced to Jewish mysticism. So you had all this stuff going around in your head. How does God clear that up? Yeah, I actually cried out. I said, God, if you're real, come and help me. 
mm-hmm. in that moment. And, um, and it, it was, I, I literally started saying things out of my mouth that I didn't have understanding on. Um, growing up, my mom always told us that the devil wasn't real. Mm. Hell That's isn't true. real. The devil isn't real. So what was coming out of my mouth was v- not in agreement with anything that I was taught. But I was literally saying things out of my mouth. I was renouncing the devil. I don't want to have anything to do with you. I hate you. And it wasn't, it was just bypassing my understanding. And I'm doing that. And then all of a sudden, I literally see a dove come down. And then other things start coming through my mouth. I start talking about love and joy and forgiveness and peace. And I'm writing all of these things down. And, um, and I, I was, I believe at that time was baptized in the spirit. I literally stood up and the grass, I stepped out of my apartment. The grass was greener. Mm. Everything was just lighter. I had a joy. I had a peace. And I knew in that moment everything that I was doing was wrong. It was the truth of like, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Right. I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth that just opened my eyes and I burned everything, just got rid of everything. And, and he, I, he, Holy Spirit actually gave me a list of things to do. Um, I had to forg- there were people to forgive um, he, he, I had a warrant out for my arrest. Yeah. The story gets crazier. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't create, you know, do any really bad crimes, but I was just crazy. I was wild. I had a trespassing warrant. I was running from the police. And so they told me I had to turn myself in or they, the Holy Spirit told me, turn yourself in, wrote a letter to the judge, got my sentence reduced to 30 days, had to do 30 days in jail. Um, but another thing he told me he, in my mind's eye, I saw a picture of a place, um, down the street, cross the corner, go there is what he was saying to me. And I went and I saw this bookshelf or, um, the shelf of where to go in this store. So I went, grabbed it and it was a Bible. And, um, he's so kind he, I, I took it home and the things that I had written that were coming out of my mouth were in the Bible. And that was his, you know, he was saying to me, I'm the God of this Bible, follow me. And it, it since then, it was like, I, I fell in love. Mm-hmm. I always, gr- I grew up under so much deception, encountered so many lies and manipulation and deception and what's true, what's true, what's true when you told you're crazy the question is always about reality. You know, what's real? What's not real? I mean, that was, and so when truth came to me, it was like peace. And I fell in love. I was like, this is my life. And so it's been forward ever since then. And I actually, for two years after that, um, did not have a vision which was really unusual for me. For two years, I went through a lot of deliverance ministry, a lot of inner healing ministry. Sure. That that whole restoration process. Yeah. Got to get started. So many people don't even ever even contemplate 
being, and you use the word deliverance, and I just, we, I like to make it simplified because that's one of those words like, what does that mean? I saw deliverance, the mo- I saw deliverance. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we're, you're talking, I mean, that's the process that Jesus wants to take us all through. Yeah. He wants us to heal the past so we can move past the past and move forward. Yeah. And, and that's what God was, he was really just cleaning up the past and, and healing it. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was a few years of just relearning. I mean, I'm still learning, but, mm-hmm. um, and then one day I'm in my apartment in Orlando and I'm in prayer because I have such a love for that city. I was praying for the city and I had a vision and I was devastated. <laughs> I was repenting. Lord, I'm so sorry. I, Cause I had no grid. I threw the baby out with the bathwater. I thought it all was bad. I thought it all just wasn't God. And, um, and that started a new journey for me of him teaching me and learning. And I got planted in a different church that nourished that in me a little bit more. And, um, so yeah, it's, yeah, wow. that's the short version. You <laughs> <laughs> love that. All right. We're talking with Michelle Seidler. You can check her out online, michelleseidler.com, michelleseidler.com. Again, this interview, courtesy of the World Changer Network and our friends, James and Anna Kramer. So, Michelle, you've shared with us what God has done in your life and how he has used who he created you to be yeah. to get you to the point where you are right now. So tell us what... God's doing with Michelle Seidler right now? Yeah, um, right now, my day-to-day, my life, well, let me, let me back up. Sure. I'm alive um, to know him, to not just know about him, but to know a man called Jesus, to intimately know him, to love him, and to make him known. That's why I'm here on the planet. And I believe that's why we're all here. It's, it's the restoration of the garden, in a sense. Communion with Jesus. We're alive to be in communion with him. We're alive for love. It's all of our stories are our love story. And so for me, that's, everything is built on that foundation. I, when I gave my life to him, I gave it to him. My life is not my own. So every day I live for his name. How do I make your name known? What are you doing? How do I serve you? How do I love you? And for me, I mean, that looks like different things in my life right now. Mm -hmm. But I would say the primary thing right now is working with leaders, helping them understand um what God is doing, um, what season they're in. Because a lot of people build leaders. They, they're not building in season, meaning they get a vision for something that is, could be from God or not from God, an idea, and they go to build and they just are, don't do it with understanding. Mm-hmm. They push, they strive, they're trying to make it happen. They're trying to make it happen. They say their prayer, but they're trying, you know, and they don't understand God, God is a builder. He's an intentional builder and he builds a certain way. Everything in creation shows that to us. There's seasons, farmers, you know, everything in creation prophesies in a sense of who God is, his nature and his ways. 
So I come into situations and I, it's always a primary question I ask, Lord, what season is this company in, this ministry, these people, this person, what season are they in? What are you doing in their life? Knowing, okay, here's the inheritance that you have for them. Here's the big picture. Mm -hmm. Knowing that our primary inheritance is first him. He's our great reward. He is our inheritance. We are his relational first. But then I love, you know, Ephesians 1, 2 talks about this. We have been given an inheritance in him. We've already have obtained an inheritance. So in him, it's already done, you know? So I asked that question, Lord, what is the inheritance? Who are they? What is the impact that you have for them? And where are they now? How are you building with them now? Basically, how do they get from A to B to C to D to E, you know? And you're doing this in businesses and organizations and yeah. I imagine in church organizations yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, God has given you this gift just to ask those questions of him mm -hmm. because really as, a, as an organizational leader, you're trying to teach them they have an unfair advantage. You're trying to teach them that, wow, they don't have to rely on their own wisdom. Absolutely. They've, got, they've got God's wisdom just sitting there waiting if they just ask for it. Yeah, and it's interesting because I, I'm, I don't want them to just hear from me. It, because it's impossible for any one of us to come into our inheritance outside of growing in our relationship with him. We can have success. We can function in our gifts and build something. But is that the inheritance he has for us, something that will be eternal, that lasts? And so the only way we can walk into the fullness of our inheritance is in him. And so it's, it's interesting. The journey of us coming into fullness has everything to do with us in him and where we're at with him. So Michelle, you were telling us about um, when you go in to talk with people and you're, you're you're seeking from the Lord to find out what season they're in, what they're in, what, what God has for them. And I love the fact that you emphasize that you don't want them to just hear from you, mm -hmm. that this is from the Lord. Mm -hmm. So for us trying to visualize what that looks like, mm -hmm. tell us a story or explain to us what that really looks like when you go into, when an organization brings you in mm -hmm. and what they're, what they're hoping um, might happen. Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. I would say that the first one that comes to mind is one that I'm someone that I'm currently working with. The organization didn't bring me in, but the, the founder did. Okay. The company, it's a multi-million dollar company and he was struggling. Um, some things were happening in the company, suffering great losses. And he had a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of fear. So I tend to meet people when they're in that spot. Mm -hmm. Getting towards the end of the rope, but maybe not all the way. Yeah. I'm desperate. And a lot of people, you know, they, they love God, but they're holding on, they're holding on, they're holding on. And then circumstances start to happen. They're like, I can't hold on anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's where he, where he was at. And he heard about me from someone else and contacted me and actually did not have a grid at all for what I did for praying for business people. Um, the prophetic, I, my first conversation with him, I mean, he was so desperate though, that he's like, tell me what, you know, what is this? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. And he was actually kind of uh, nervous about it at first. I, I sent him some teachings of mine that helped, you know, um, give him a little bit of context, a little bit of understanding. And, and he said, I got to do this. I don't really have another option. 
And really what was happening was that he, he loved the Lord and wanted his company and himself to honor God, to live for God. And his principles weren't working anymore. Mm. His Christian principles, which are valuable, they, they couldn't answer what was happening for him. And, um, and so I started to work with him first, um, explaining to him as simple as this sounds truly who God is. You're not on your own. You don't have to do this on your own. God loves your company. And, and that was re and you, you didn't so mess up that he's taking this from you. That was like the starting point where he couldn't even wrap his head around. He's like, I did it wrong. It's on me. It's on me. It's on me, you know? And so I helped him see who God is. And it was interesting because he couldn't get past the fact that he had messed up so bad. And I have to pay for the consequences of what I did. Mm. And, and are there consequences to decisions? Yes. But God is, his name is mercy. And he's actually near. He actually cares about your company. This company was never your idea. He put the idea in you. He birthed this. He cares. And so um, it was really, it was really unusual. Not unusual. It was interesting for me to actually prophesy over him what I saw later on. What I said to him was that your company is going to be healed. It's going to turn around and it's actually going to do way more than it ever did. He couldn't, he couldn't receive it. He, he, he's like, I'm too bad. I've messed up, you know? And, um, I said, well, what are you going to do? You have a choice. Are you going to like get on a limb and trust God and believe, or are you going to go down the tubes with your anxiety and your worry? It's affecting every area of your life. You have a choice. What are you going to do? He couldn't forgive himself. No. He said, okay, I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust you. I said, okay, let's go. Let's go on this journey. And our conversations were of me helping him to learn a different way to pray, a way to seek God, even in the day-to-day and in the moment-to-moment. What do I do when the anxiety comes? What do I do when the fear comes? Recognizing the voice of fear, recognizing the voice of anxiety. When the pressure comes, what do I do? I got to do something. I got to do something. So I helped him learn how to act, how to respond differently in that situation. So you really helped him put on the armor of God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And walking that out. And then strategically, I helped him with his business as well. Like, okay, I'd cut this, I'd cut that. Because really the analogy I gave him was that he was being pruned. The company was being pruned. John 15 talks about that. So you're being pruned. Every branch that does not bear fruit is being cut, but it will bear more fruit later. So moving through the story a little bit quicker, we, I mean, that's a lot of what it looked like. And, and that's what I, you do all day long. Yeah. And I had teams praying for him as well at the same time. And, and it's that intercessory prayer teams, that's, that's become something we've heard about across the country that people are, are accessing intercessory prayer teams to pray for their company. I want, I mean, I love that story and I want people to engage with you. MichelleSeidler.com, MichelleSeidler.com. You don't just do work in the Orla- the greater Orlando area. You, you all over the country, right? All over the world. All over the world. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's no limitations. No. Antarctica. Yeah. Well, I haven't worked with anyone from Antarctica yet. <laughs> well, when you, I'm open. Work, when you, when you <laughs> go <pretty>. there, <laughs> we want you to put up a radio antenna so people can listen to our show <laughs> yeah. from Antarctica. It's the only continent we don't have any listeners. All right. Yeah. 
What is the most important message the body of Christ needs to hear from you right now? Can I t- finish this story really oh, quick? Oh, I thought you were done. You? No. I apologize. No, 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 I'm no. Sorry. So recently, it's been really awesome because what's happened is what I said to him last year about the company has actually started to happen. Mm. So things in his business started to happen. Healing in the company, the company started to get healed little by little. And then I saw him his total perspective about God changed. God was near in a way that he had never experienced. He wasn't just, Jesus wasn't just out here, someone that I pray to that, you know what I mean? Like Jesus was near. He was in my circumstances. I experienced him through healing my heart and healing my company. He had just now, a few weeks ago, got the biggest contract he's ever had. Hmm. that just brought in another level of healing to the company. And so it's just such an amazing story of like when you partner with God and you believe him, God is looking for people to believe him, to work with him, to build with him and see these are the kind of results I see all the time. Hmm. God is looking for people who will, who will engage with him that way. So I just wanted to let you know. I apologize. No, 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 no. That's great. So, Michelle, as we've been talking to you about um, what, you know, God's brought you, God designed you very Mm -hmm. specifically to fulfill a role in this world. And um, we are so thankful to be able to meet you through James and Anna Kramer with Mm -hmm. the World Changer Network. And one of the things that we really want to hear is what is it that the body of Christ needs to hear from you right now? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, two things. I I feel like just the church in general Um, I feel like it's that Jesus wants to be known by us Amen. to be real, not just we go to church and we feel good or there's a good, you know, we, we feel his presence, but, but a face to face, he, he, you know, um, his desire is for relationship, real relationship, real intimacy with him. Um, I would say that. And I would say the other thing is more related to the business working community. I would say that there's a, there's a new way, but it's an old way to build. Mm. And um, it's that unfair advantage way you're talking about. Yeah. Accessing the the knowledge and wisdom of God to run your business, yeah. to run an organization. Yeah, and to actually do it. The one thing I, one many things I love about Jesus, but he wants to be involved in everything. He, he doesn't need us <laughs> to do anything, but he's he wants to do it with us. You know what I mean? Like in the day-to-day, in the moment to the moment, he's here with us now. He's present and, it, and, and engage with us. And so there's a way to do that where it's, it's not principle-driven. It's not, you know, um, it's relational. Mm-hmm. And that is where we're going to see the most fruit. I, again, John 15 is one of my life chapters that he gave me. I, I love how Jesus makes the point. He says, if you want to glorify the Father, bear fruit. And then he goes on to say, here's the only way you can bear fruit. First, he says, you can do nothing apart from me. But to do it in, with me, 
abide in me as I abide in my father, as I abide in my father, you abide in me, and then you're fruitful. This is where you bear fruit. Remain, be, rest. That's my article. What is it, the posture? I think the title is Posture of yep. Power. It's this place of rest, which another word is to abide, to remain, to hear from him and build with him versus a lot of people get a vision or they, they have an idea, they see something in their business and they try to do it on their own. They're trying to do it, not knowing that, oh my gosh, there's a rest. Hebrews talks about there's a rest that remains yet for the people of God and his name is Jesus. And it's all, it's all with him and in him. I'm, that, there's a fruitfulness there. So there's a new way to build with him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that, again, that's a big part of what I do on a day-to-day basis, help people, um, I don't want to say learn, encounter how to build with Jesus because he's doing with, it, with us every day. Every day, but do we recognize it is the question. So I really see that almost like it's discipleship. Mm-hmm. It's just a whole different way of discipleship. And mm-hmm. and um, someone in a business, whether it's the founderless, the story that you just shared with us, or um, whatever the level might be, that they're asking you to teach me, show me, mm-hmm. show me how... Um, to do this God's way. So mm-hmm. often, business people, we've seen it, Jim, where they get we've the idea, it. we've done it, and go, okay, Lord, now you bless it. You know, you, we got this great idea, we're not really acknowledging it's from you, or maybe we even acknowledge it's from him, but yet we don't involve him. We just mm-hmm. say, we'll do it, we got this, you just bless it. Mm-hmm. And um, Well, so let's help, we're going to help you out here, Father. Yeah. You're not moving along fast yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> but he's so kind that the walls, you're sure to run into the walls. Mm. And why? It's his kindness to lead us by walls. You know, that is such a great perspective because so many people would be like, why do you put that wall up there? Why do you put the, nope, he's Or kind. they blame themselves. Yes. They blame mm. themselves. They blame the enemy. They blame people. They blame everybody. Everybody's fault. <laughs> and, it's, and it's like, I, and I've seen this so I'm like, actually... There's so much good news, and there's so many more things we're going to share. We'll be right back with more from Michelle Seidler, courtesy of the World Changer Network. Check them out online, worldchangernetwork.com. And Michelle Seidler, she can be found out online, michelleseidler.com. If you're a Christ follower and you've got an organization and you just don't really understand how to hear the voice of God and how to understand how, how, how he cares about the intimate details of everything you do each and every day. Michelle Seidler can help you do that. She can help you understand God's ways as it comes to running your organization. It, it is God's been showing me this for decades, that he cares about the intimate details of our lives, very intimate, small little details. Nothing is too small for him. But we just have to learn to listen for his voice and, and to not get ahead of him and to let him do it. And Michelle, I love what you said right before the break. He puts up walls in front of us when we, when we really make wrong turns. He puts up walls out of kindness. Mm-hmm. I have never heard a sermon like that. Mm-hmm. We, 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 we talk about walls. Those are negative things. Right. But it is so true. Our Heavenly Father cares deeply about us and wants to see us succeed, but he's got a plan. Yeah. And, and it doesn't work where we come up with a plan and we ask God to bless it. We, we're, he's got a plan. He'd like us to just follow him and be obedient. Yeah. Yeah, so, Absolutely. So, Michelle, um, one of the things that we really want to um, hear from you is how 
is God using this? So let's talk about the fact that like if you were um, one of God's generals and you had a large unified force of believers who were ready to move at your word, what is it that you would have them do? Um, I think I would equip equippers. And what do you mean by that? I would equip, teach and equip um, those who can go and equip others. Um, okay. Meaning, it's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Speaking, teaching, writing, um, and train other people how to go do that. Okay. You know, to bring impact that way. So if they were ready to engage, you would teach them mm-hmm. what God's taught you. Right. So we could then multiply. multiply. Yeah. So and what, what would that end result? What would that look like? I mean, what, uh, how, what could God release mm-hmm. through that? What do you, what do you see? I think in the context of what we're talking about, I think it's, it's kingdom ways. It's kingdom principles. And I think it's when people are are equipped and have understanding because I think that's a lot about a lot of what it is it's understanding we're doing the what we know how to do Mm -hmm. and I think when we get a different perspective when we get a different understanding and we can learn to to relate to God differently and build with God differently we're going to see an increase of the manifestation of his kingdom on 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 earth of his ways of what he's doing that has greater impact kingdom impact versus Uh, And it's not, I mean, the bottom line is the way it's been working isn't going to continue working. Mm -hmm. I'm in in those kind of circles. I'm behind those doors. I see it happening. I see how um, things are being frustrated and how how God is in his kindness dealing with leaders, not just in business, in church. I, I work with a lot of ministry leaders and I see just an intense, fire so to speak from the lord with these leaders to shift them into a different way of doing things that's not in your own strength that Mm -hmm. it's in grace by grace where we're following him so i feel like understanding is really needed teaching is needed that there's a new way Mm -hmm. but it's not a new way yeah it's a new way that's really a very old way yeah exactly We're talking with Michelle Seidler today. Love for you to engage her in your organization. If you really want to learn to hear the voice of God and engage God's ways in how you operate and and just understanding that God really wants to help you do what he's called you to do. MichelleSeidler.com. All right, Michelle, when you hear about what the World Changer Network is doing and, and all the things that are going on because of the World Changer Network, what excites you most about the World Changer Network platform? Yeah, I've said this to both James and Anna before. I I feel like World Changer Network is a trumpet. I feel like it's a platform for God's voice at the end of the day in different in in different arenas to um make an announcement. You know what I mean? Like it's it literally is a trumpet to awaken people. And I think that that's the primary thing that I love about it. I don't really see anything there are things that are similar, but I love the heart of James and Anna. It's, they're very, um, um, they, <laughs> I would say they love God, but we all love That's God. Good. But, but, but they really, um, their heart really is, their hearts are so open and pure with this to see the kingdom come. And, and I feel like with that kind of heart, um, 
there's you you posture yourself to receive so much Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so for information god's word information to get out i think is is um it's a voice all right so let's get let me just put you on the spot a couple of things we have seen and for Jim the last loves one, doing that. I, I love it. <laughs> Bring it on. Well, you, 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 you've been given a lot of wisdom from God, directly mm. from God. And, and from the very beginning, as you shared your story, that God has given you a unique gift for, for seeing things, mm-hmm. whether it's in your mind's eyes or with your own eyes. We have seen and observed in the last five plus years on the radio, an amazing movement of God in the workplace, mm-hmm. not just a marketplace, but in all workplaces. Mm-hmm. What have you seen specifically, or, or what has God shown you of how the marketplace plays into a, a great revival in our country? Oh, I love that question. I love, love, love that question because the way church looks is changing. And, and again, it's not a new thing. It's an old thing. But there's a reformation happening in what church looks like. And it goes back to this... Um, God being involved in all the intimate details. We're not, we don't go to church and then we have work, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. I mean, it could be a mom at home with a baby. It's not, it's not separate. God is not just found in the church walls. And I've even seen, and and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's beside the point, but I see a lot of people so discouraged with church. They're not, they, they're like, I don't want to go to church. There's something changing. Something's happening. There's a reformation happening. And, People aren't necessarily understanding what it is, but they're like, no, wait, my, my ministry is my business. Mm-hmm. Like to bring the kingdom doesn't just mean I have to go out and evangelize on the streets. No, I do it in my business. I do it in my work. I honor God. I commune with him about my business. How do I bring the kingdom through my business that he gave? <laughs> he gave the company. He mm-hmm. gave the business. He gave the ministry, whatever it is to bring his kingdom that way. That is what we're called to do. And I mean, I a hundred percent believe that that is where we're seeing the revival happening. That is where we're, I'm already seeing it. I'm already seeing people encounter the Lord come to Jesus through companies where people honor God. They don't feel like they have to put God in a box Mm -hmm. because they don't want to offend anybody. But I'm going to honor God, serve God in my company, and then and be normal about it. <laughs> you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Just be who we are and not make it super spiritual. But I'm going to honor and love God. I'm going to love people. And then you see people impacted by that, by culture, really, creating kingdom culture within you know, companies. Mm-hmm. And-, and we have seen a move of God across the country of businesses desiring to create yes. a kingdom culture mm-hmm. where employees are seen as the number one asset and where they're treated as Jesus treated people. And that's a movement that is just gaining momentum. I mean, yeah. it's, it's fun to see. Mm-hmm. What do you think is next for our country? What is, what's God showing you about what's next for our country? Oh, and, and you've got a minute and a half. <laughs> I believe that we are stepping into one of the greatest times of prosperity that we've seen in a really long time. And I feel like the question is, how are we going to steward it? Mm. I hope that's the question. That's the question. I feel like the Lord is asking, how are you going to steward it? What are you going to do with it? Um, it, I feel like we are in a time of great, great mercy. Um, The Lord has been so merciful to us. 
I feel like in stepping in in a lot of the ways that he has in the last few years, I feel like what's going on in our nation is the answer to prayer from believers. And it's confrontational, certainly. But I believe 100% it's God. And we're going to see um, blessing and fruit come. But again, my question is, what are we going to do with this? How are we going to steward it? How are we going to multiply it? And, um, and that, that is, that question has to be answered again. It comes back to how are we walking with him? How are we partnering with him? That's how we're going to multiply and bring the kingdom. Do you ever get tired? Um, you know, I'm pretty, uh, as you read my, again, my article about rest, Mm. I'm pretty sensitive to rhythms and I, I, if I feel like I'm out of that place, I just go back in. Mm, I love that. Michelle Seidler, yeah. thanks for being in I Work Room today. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Make sure you check her out online, michellesidler.com. That's Michelle with two L's, S-E-I-D-L-E-R.com, michellesidler.com. Martha, an incredible conversation brought to us again by James and Anna Kramer with the World Changer Network. For sure. And uh, we're just thrilled to be the mouthpiece for it worldchangernetwork.com. You've been listening to I Work Room with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.